Coming to you from beautiful downtown West City is Fistful of Sense of Beans, episode 16. It is Taylor with my co-host, Nixon. Hello. Peter. Hey. <laughs> Kool-Aid man. And Katie. Hi. All right. This week we watched, what was it, 61 through 64? Mm -hmm. Right? Um, I will say before you guys say anything... I really like these four a lot. What did you guys think of the four overall? Nixon? Uh, we're in another four strong episodes after last week. Uh, okay. Katie? I think they're the best four we've seen so far. And Peter, what did you think? Uh, these were definitely the best four episodes since the World Tournament. Okay. I have to agree. Nixon. Yeah. Don't spoil anything, but next week we're out of the Red Ribbon saga. It's over after next week. Uh no, it's not. Yes, it is. It's over. The you next... claim You it... claim that these last few episode sagas are not part of Red Ribbon. This is the Red Arc. It's still, it's still fucking Red Ribbon. No, but it ends. Red Ribbon is over in the next three episodes after the last one we reviewed today. So we'll get the first of the next saga along with the end of the Red Ribbon army next week. So you have something to be excited about, Nixon. Yep. But let's jump into 61 here. Corn Tower. Air in Japan, May 6th, 1987. Air in the U.S., November 4th, 2002. We open up. Goku's still climbing this corner tower, Katie. But I mean, it's really tall. He sees it, like, the top of it immediately in this episode. So he was. we left off right near the top. Uh, he's super exhausted when he gets to the top. And how would you explain it? It's like this weird, like, tower home on top of the tower, right? It's like one of those things that, like, if you go to a big theme park or something and it, like, spins around, you know, and you go up really high, it looks like that. Like a kind of, uh, like a donut-shaped sort of home at the top. It has, like, a inside and then, like, an upper floor. Looks like a flying saucer. Uh-huh. But Goku looks around, doesn't see or hear anyone. He just sees, like like, very minimalist stuff and then... He sees these two jars, Katie, and they're full of water. So he's like, oh, this must be the sacred water. So he, like, opens one of them and looks inside of it. And he sees Bulma in the water. And he's like, hey, Bulma. And, she, and uh, she's not reacting to it at all. So it seems like she can't hear him. Uh, she's in a kitchen cooking with Krillin. And she keeps calling. Goku keeps calling for her. And then she begins to hear his voice, I guess, because she... Stops or she starts yelling at Krillin to stop it, and he's like, "It's not me." So, yeah, this water he can like see other planes. Nixon, I guess. I think it's like uh, another character's abilities later on. Yeah, like he gets the present and he can. It's like a crystal ball. So he yells at Boma for a little bit here, and then eventually tries to touch the water, but the water just disappears like it was a mirage the whole time. Um, Goku checks another jar and he sees Katie a past memory 
of the time he was with Chi-Chi in that weird flower garden place before they were going to get married. Oh, yeah, I loved that part. I mean, I loved the actual moment. And then, then Peter, use of a third jar and a giant centipede comes out. And it, like, wraps him up. And then we see a green Dragon Ball that turns into the regular Dragon Ball. And this is having a bad trip here. Yeah, he was that third jar had acid in it. He's tripping real hard here. Uh, He starts reliving like uh, Upa, Tao, and Bora. Like he starts seeing, remembering what happened, I guess. And then he sees Peter and Nixon don't say anything. All right, about these two people, but he sees. Why are you always whining at me about it? Because you would be like, so he sees those two, and they say the name of the people. Well, yeah. I don't think Katie don't remembers think who these people is. are. So I don't think Peter remembers who one of them is either. So he sees, and Katie in this other uh, vision, he sees a like little witch, and he sees <laughs> another person, and we have no idea at this point who this is. Yeah, I definitely, I don't know who it is. So he begins hearing a voice. Peter, how would you describe this voice? Uh, I don't know. It's like a grandma. <laughs> like a stoner? <laughs> yeah, I guess. It's like a ra- kind of like a raspy, like my grandma, like a stoner? <laughs> So he hears this voice, and the voice is like, "You're seeing the past. <clears throat> Sorry, you're seeing the past, present, and future." And the voice is like, "Come to the top of this place and and uh, talk to me." So Goku goes up there, and who is he? Who's up there, Peter? Well, there is. Should we say his name now? Yes. There's Corin. And what's Corin look like? He is like a f- short, little, fat, white cat. That- <laughs> Walks around on two legs. Uh, he has a staff. And he has the little staff that he always has. And his eyes are always closed. Mm-hmm. You got the anime eyes. He's related to Brock. He's related, yeah, he has Brock eyes. <laughs> our, our cat actually looks like him. Yeah, this is Corn, Katie. Do you remember Corn? No, I've never seen this character before, but <laughs> he's adorable and I really, really liked him. He is like the god that they pray to, Katie. That's who the Indian tribe pray to. I was actually like, I liked him so much that I really hope he continues to like show up throughout the show. I don't remember him, so I don't know if he does, but I hope he continues to be in the show. Spoiler, he stays for a really long time. Well, good. Um, Yeah, he, um, he like, Goku, he tells him he's corn, and Goku's like shocked, shocked to hear that a cat is corn. And uh, he starts asking about the sacred water, and corn's like, "All the water on this planet's sacred." But Goku's like, "I need real smart ass." Yeah, but Goku's like, "I need power now." And corn's like, "Why do you want this power?" And Goku tells him to help his friends. And then corn says, "It's not your time yet. You should come back when you're older." Goku like doesn't accept that, and he like pleads for them to like stay. He's like, I climbed the tower. I had to have some sort of reward. 
And Corn like thinks about it for a really long time, Katie. It just goes silent, and Corn's there thinking. And then he just goes, "No, you can't have it." <laughs> and then he laughs because he's just like, "He's a dick, Katie." Uh, we cut back to that like Middle Eastern country where Tao's getting his clothes, Nixon. Yep. And do you just notice the ads on the wall where he has his 20th anniversary sale ads up everywhere? Yeah, yeah. He clearly lives in this <laughs> this area. Uh, a man, two guys randomly like see Tao and they're like, "Hey, that's him. Let's kill him." So Peter, a guy pulls out like a sniper rifle. And he tries to shoot Tao with it. And Tao doesn't even, like, react at all. In the middle of walking, he just, like, flicks up his shoe behind him, which reflects the bullet. And it goes through both the dude's, like, hats or whatever, their turbans. But it doesn't kill them. Like, I guess it missed their head. Uh, and then he put, and then the shoe, like, he gets the, puts it back on. Mm-hmm. So then we go, Tao, we follow Tao back to his hotel where everybody's like kissing his ass. And he gets in a bathtub. And then Nixon uses his like energy attack to heat up the water. Yeah, for some. You can see why. I mean, he, he gets I in it. Yeah, but why do that? Because maybe he doesn't have like, it's not a hot tub. He makes it way too hot. I don't think Well, a hot that's tub the reason be- why. He gets in it. We don't know how hot it is yet, but it's just boiling. Because <laughs> what's he doing, Katie, while he's bathing? He's cooking an egg. Yeah, he's hard boiling an egg in the same water that he's in. This is like that Deuce Bigelow scene. <laughs> he's dropping all his food in the Dakuji. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would you eat an egg that boiled in your same water you're taking a bath in, Peter? Oh, maybe. It's not out of the question. They do have, like, a shell. Oh, yeah. Do you like hard-boiled eggs? Uh, I do not. <laughs> so you wouldn't eat it. Feels uh, like over easy. What are you talking about? <laughs> hard-boiled make... hard-boiled eggs are you can't make a runny hard-boiled egg. <laughs> That'd be disgusting. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, he's in this water, and we see him bathing, and we cut to Upa, who's hoping Goku's okay. Uh, Goku is like real upset that he wasted his time climbing his tower and Korn's like hey if you can see the sacred water it's on top of this fountain it's in this like would you call this a vase what would you call this thing it's in a jar I like an ornate jug I guess but it doesn't really look like a jar I think Katie's more right here yeah Katie's on the right trail here um Korn is like uh once again ask him why he needs power which I don't know why he asked him again because he already asked him. <laughs> and Goku like begins to tell him his like life story. He's like, she's like, shut the fuck up, kid. He's like, I don't need all the details. And then he just ends up reading Goku's mind, Peter. He's pretty. Uh, he's got quite a few tricks up his sleeve. So now he knows everything Goku's been doing, and he also is like, it's a short story because he's so young. Yeah. <laughs> um. He's like, go ahead. He's like, you can get that water if you want it. So Goku climbs this fountain to get it. And he's like, about to, he's reaching for it. He's about to grab it. And what does he do, Nixon? What's Corn doing like, here? Does a flip and like takes it out from underneath him. Not the first thing he does. 
First thing he does, he makes his pole, his like uh, staff, like extend, and he knocks it out of his hand. <laughs> he knocks Goku oh. off the thing. So this leads to it's like a montage of Goku trying to get this Peter, and he can't. Corn's real fast. He's a fat cat, a fast cat. Um, he like at one point. He just puts the the water on his staff, and he's like not even trying now. And Goku still can't keep up. Uh, we get that montage of Goku trying to get it in various ways. Goku's super exhausted, Katie, and he actually wants to give up, which is odd for him. And Corrin's like, "You need to anticipate where your your opponent's actions and not go like not go directly where they're at." Corrin could have taught him another technique, Peter. That a certain angel would have taught him way later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too soon. Uh, he's like, they they try doing or Goku tries to steal it more, and just then a massive storm like forms Nixon, mm-hmm. and we see Bulma getting the laundry off the line before it gets too wet, even though it's just fucking pouring. This laundry's done. Uh, she calls out a master. She to come inside. And he tells her to like go in without him because he's like, these old bones can withstand to be wet or something like that. And Roshi's just staring at the sky. He looks like a total badass in this part. Yeah, he does. He's like, he's like, I haven't seen a storm like this since. And then he like cuts off, or cuts away. And we're back at the tower. Goku's like exhausted, and he's like, has anyone uh, ever got the water from you before? And he goes, yeah, someone did three hundred years ago. And Goku asked Korin, like, how old you are if you were around 300 years ago. And he says 800 years or so, give or take. And then Goku's, like, so, he's, like, shocked. And Korin takes offense to that, Katie, that he didn't think he was that old or whatever. He's like, <laughs> mind your manners. Uh, Korin tells him that the person that got the water from 300 years ago was none other than Master Roshi, Katie. Did you see that coming? No, well, I mean, did they tell us how old Master Roshi was before? Uh, I don't remember ever having that knowledge that he was older than, like, a regular human being. Turtle has said before, he's like, you've drank from the Eternal Fountain. Because Master Roshi's immortal, Katie. See, I did not know that. So I was surprised to hear that 300 years ago it was Master Roshi. He can be killed, but he will never, like, die of old age. (laughs) Uh, we cut. This is this is like makes Master Roshi look so badass, Nixon. We cut to him like bulking up his muscles, and there's like just a lightning storm happening around him, and he just shoots off a massive like Kai blast into the ocean. Immediately thought of that scene from the street that Street Fighter anime. Yeah, he's just he's like I don't know. They're like we gotta make Master Roshi look good here. Doesn't like doesn't also he's like charging out like lightning strikes him? Uh, I don't know if it hits him. I remember it's like all around him. Cause the storm is somehow formed by corn, I guess. Cause yes. it's happening because corn is like, like like fake fighting Goku or whatever. Um, yeah. So Master Roshi looked real cool here, Katie. Do you agree? Yeah, he looked pretty cool. I can admit it. Um, Goku super shocked Peter to hear that Roshi was the first one to reach the top. 
And Goku's like, well, how long did it take Roshi to get the bottle? And how long did it take, Peter? Uh, He holds up his three little cat fingers, and Goku's like, wow, he did it in three minutes? And he's like, no, it took him three years. <laughs> yeah, that's how the episode ends. Katie, what if we went into like a really long stretch where it actually went took three years for Goku to do this? Okay, then I might get a little tired of the cat. You wouldn't like to see Goku and the cat hang out for three years? I mean, I really like the cat a lot, but I don't know if I can handle it for three years. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the end of this episode. What'd you think of it overall, Katie? I really, really liked it. I, I thought it was really interesting and fun, and I really liked the cat character. I thought he was cool. Um, I'm a little unsure, though. Is he, like, did they confirm he's, like, a god, or is he just, like... Get into that. Confirm we'll, anything. We'll, get in, we'll get into that later. Well, I thought he was super cool and super strong, and I, I really just enjoyed him and found him very interesting. So I felt like, like the episode, I almost felt like it ended too fast or something. I wanted, I wanted to see more of the cat. Corn's very cool. Uh, Nixon, what'd you think? Uh, liked a lot. There's no filler. There wasn't any dragging on. He was immediately at the top of the tower, and he's clearly a riff on Yoda. So. There's that. You're a riff on Yoda. Peter, what'd you think? Um, yeah, this was a really good episode. Uh, Master Roshi. I'm surprised he, he didn't opt for a Kamea. Instead, it was just like a hand blast. I don't know. That scene of Roshi doing that, Goku and Krillin do that like a million times throughout Dragon Ball Z. That exact thing. Do they? Yeah. I don't... I guess maybe paying homage to this part? I don't know. Um, And I was going to bring up that Korn is very much like Yoda. This was... He's very Yoda-inspired. What are you talking about? He's just a small little man that's real old and wise and strong, and he has staff here. What's the connection? I don't don't see it. He's an asshole. I don't see it. He's He's much better than Yoda. Yoda's a terrible character. No, he isn't. I hate Yoda. <laughs> How dare you, Katie? <laughs> what were you saying, Peter? Uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I'm glad we finally get to see Corn. Corn, in his. Uh, do you think he spits up fur balls? Yeah, probably. Mm, that's unfortunate. Uh, episode number sixty-two, Sacred Water, aired in Japan May thirteenth, nineteen eighty-seven. Aired in the U.S. November 5th, 2002. Uh, or 2003, I think, actually. I don't remember. Let me look. Yes, 2002. <laughs> well, we start with Goku like still being shocked that he found out that it took Roshi three years to get the water. Korin laughs. He's like, how long is it going to take you? And Goku's like, I don't got that kind of time. And he's like, I got to get the water no matter what it takes. And Korin's like... Starts yawning and he's like, "Oh, rain always makes me sleepy," so he like starts going down to the bottom part of his place and he's gonna go take a nap. And he goes, "Goku, he's like three years can go by faster than you think." And Goku, before he can get down, Goku tries to use Peter's favorite technique, Peter, the after image technique. Yep, he thought he's gonna be sneaky, and <laughs> of course, Corrin knows this move quite well. Yeah, he just he smacks Goku down. Um. Uh, 
Corrin is back, goes back downstairs, and Goku follows him, and Goku's like, well, I'm starving. And he, like, passes out from exhaustion, but he's woken up, or Cor uh, Corrin's like, I'm hungry too. He's like, I haven't eaten for five years. So then we see Corrin cooking a fish, and he tells Goku to wake up because it's lunchtime, and Goku's like, runs towards a fish like a rabid dog, Katie. He's, like, drooling <laughs> and everything. Uh, I mean, it's been, like, days since he's eaten at this point, right? I guess, but Corn just flicks him a what, Katie? A sensu bean! Oh, yeah, he has our first uh, sensu bean. Yeah. And we don't know it's a sensu bean yet, but Goku's like, I only get a bean? He's, like, super pissed off. And Corn's uh, like, it's a magical bean. It's the sensu bean. Nixon, what's a sensu bean do? Uh, apparently fills your stomach for 10 days. That's one thing it does. Yeah, but I don't think they say it heals you yet. No. So yeah, it's it'll keep him full for 10 days, Katie. So when he eats it, he gets like kind of fat. Goku does. Yeah, that seems like a... It almost seems like it would be unsafe. Like, what if a regular person ate that? Wouldn't that like cause their stomach to burst we, or something? We, we may... Like elephant bread, Katie. Katie, Katie, Katie. Okay, we may see that at one point in a little bit. Um, so yeah, Goku's kind of a little pudgy here for a second after he eats that sensu bean. And uh, Korin, like starts telling Goku that at this altitude, Goku's body is not used to it. So it's taking more energy than normal to move. So he's like, you need to like make more precise movements and make every move count. Uh, Goku's like not paying attention while Korin's like, going through this weird water cabinet katie he has like this is like he opens a cabinet it's just like a bunch of water with shit in it <laughs> um but he's not paying attention and corn's like what is this trash and goku's like yeah not even looking but what corn has is the four star dragon ball and corn's like well this is trash and he just chucks it off the side katie goku flips the fuck out uh yeah i was a little surprised that he just threw it out the window. I was also a little surprised that Goku doesn't just like go Nimbus and like try to have the Nimbus catch it or something, but he just goes after it. Yeah. So Goku is like horrified and he jumps immediately down to the ground and it's the, he like lands at the bottom of the tower and he finds it really quick and then he like sprints back up. And this time, Peter, it only takes him three hours. Takes him three. I want to say when he lands, it was like, I was like, I was expecting his knees to, like, blow out. Like the Kyle scene when he gets the knees? Yeah. I... Yeah. It's not a good thing to jump that far and land on your knees or your hand, your legs. Um. So, yeah, he gets back up there, and Goku's, like, upset, and he starts yelling at Korn, and Korn's, like, fake asleep, Peter. And so Goku goes over to open his eyes, like, make sure to check if he's awake or not. What's he see inside his eyes? It's like a fucking, like, Koi pond and uh, <laughs> yeah. fish in there. <laughs> yeah. Is that what your eyes look like, Nixon? I don't know. Ask Katie. Katie, does he have fish in his eyes? Yeah, can confirm. Oh. It's just a fishbowl. Oh. So, um, Goku or, uh, go oh, hold on, I lost my place. During the middle of the night, Goku, like, decides to try to sneak up on a sleeping corn and steal the water 
and he has a chance to do it, but he's like, no, it's not fair, so I'm not going to do it, and he goes back and falls asleep. Just on, like, a concrete ground. Got to be real comfortable. And Corrin was awake the whole time. Nixon, he was like, I was just seeing how honest he was. I don't know why. I don't know why he's doing that when he read his, like, mind and thoughts and saw his past. Mm -hmm. So the next day, Peter, we see Corrin's, like, writing some scrolls early in the morning. And how does he write? He's got the little paw print. (laughs) Yeah. How do you read that? I don't know. Um, so, um, Goku, like, tries to sneak in while he's doing that and steal the water, but Korin is able to dodge because he knows what Goku's up to, and he tells him to anticipate his movements, and we get another montage of Goku trying to get the water for two days straight, Katie, they were doing this. Um, we see Tao meditating in his hotel, and he's, like, wondering how Goku survived... And he puts it together that the Dragon Ball must have blocked the Dodon Ray. Um, he's like, it doesn't matter because he'll die tomorrow. And we see Upa talking to his father's grave. Uh, I'm ta- it, isn't Tao just like sitting like in the bathtub thinking about this? Uh, I think I don't remember what he's doing. Or is he like in bed? Like there's he's in some like weird place. He's like, that's how he did it. That Dragon Ball must have saved him. Like he like won't give this up. Yeah, he does. He's never like lost before. So, uh, Goku is exhausted again, and Corn's like, "That's enough for the night." So he says, or inside his you know monologue, he's like, "Goku's progressing really fast." Uh, Goku starts having a nightmare here, Katie, about failing Upa and like getting Upa killed. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was actually upsetting. <laughs> uh. Goku's like he can't figure out how to beat Corn. He's like racking his mind. And he opens one of the pots and is happy to see Bulma again. And she's teaching Roshi Krillin and Blonde Hair Launch how to do aerobics. And they're all their aerobics gear, Katie. <laughs> yeah, that was a little odd, but you know, I guess it was wholesome. Well kind she, of. And she's like, do it like this, and then she like shows them how to do it, and they're not doing it right. And she's like, No, like this. And Goku's like, oh, like I should just mimic exactly what Korin does. So he starts emulating Korin's every move, Katie, even how he like tosses and turns in his sleep. Nixon, do you think he's... Oh, sorry, Katie. Well, it even got to the point where it was like he was emulating him, but then he actually falls asleep and just is doing what he's doing, like Mm. at the exact same time. Even his tail. Yeah. He... (laughs) They matched, I don't know, the mind... They mind-melded. Yeah. So, next day, Goku's up bright and early. And he has like this like look of determination. And he's like, Korn, today's the day. And Korn's like, dude, don't speak. And then they begin to like actually fight now, Peter. Yeah, they, like, start, they start going hardcore. Uh, and Goku's like actually able to keep up now. And at one point, they're both in the middle of the air, and Korn's like playing keep away with the staff. And Goku tickles him, Katie, which makes <laughs> Korn drop his the bottle over the edge. And Goku goes for it, but Korn's like, "No, you'll fall all the way down to your death." And Goku grabs it, but then holds onto the edge of the tower with his tail. So he has got the water here, Nixon. Yep, water obtained, and. 
Goku's like, well, can I drink it now? And he's like, yeah. So Goku drinks it, and he's like, Kor, I don't feel any different. And Kor's like, oh, you shouldn't, because that's just tap water. <laughs> and I want to know, who set the plumbing up, Nixon? What? <laughs> who set his plumbing up? How does he have tap water? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Clearly, he's like, watch the Karate Kid, though. Someone ran pipes all the way up the tower? Like, just rainwater. Yeah. He's got to get his water from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So in that fucking cupboard he has. Uh, Korra's like, the water's not what makes you stronger. It's the you climbing up the tower and, like, training with me is what's making you stronger. And he's like, you've tripled all your attributes by times three. Quite the stat boost. Uh, 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 we see Tao getting his clothes, Katie. He's got his outfit again. He's like, well, they look good. He's like, but I guess I should cut down on my eggs. So I guess he was a little fat in the suit or something. Uh, the tailor's like, all right, sir, what about my compensation? <laughs> <laughs> Peter, what happens to this guy? Uh, Tao is just like, uh, what do you mean? He pulls the like choose their begging to choosing beggars thing, where he's yeah. like, it's about the expo- his exposure, Katie. <laughs> yeah, we all love to be paid in exposure. So go ahead, Peter. Yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. And he's and then the guy's like, well, it's just something you know, something for the you know gratitude. <laughs> And he fucking like gets he gets really like angry. And then he's like the, he's like I can't I can't pay you because I don't have to pay everyone. He's like yeah, he's like bad for the <laughs> reputation, and he like proceeds to kill the guy. Yeah, he kills him. Uh, I didn't I didn't think this was like in his character though. What are you talking about? I know he's like an asshole, but he I feel like a guy who's. Like whole identities based off of like income and making money would respect another person who's got to make money, and if he's going to the same tailor to have his suits made, that's not the live- same one. See, he doesn't live here, Nixon. Well, it feels like he does live here. He lives in the area. That's why he asked where the tailor was when he first got here, because he went to like the ne- the most nearby village. I mean, I get that he's like a dick, but I just feel like. He would have paid him. He's murdered a ton of like women and children. Mm-hmm. He yeah, says, yeah, he's like a guy who won't do it unless he gets paid to do it. Honestly, I think the most unrealistic thing he did was not kill those guys who shot at him. Yeah, yeah. he lets those guys go, but he's gonna kill the guy who made him a suit. It's because those he's guys like didn't ask for money. Those guys didn't ask for money. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we we go back to Goku and Corn's like. He's like, as Goku's like descending the tower, he's like, oh, that's a great kid. He's like, he might even become more powerful than his master someday. So that makes me think Master Roshi's holding some power back here in Nixon. I mean, yeah. So he wasn't tapped out at the tournament. I don't know. He It took him three years to do it. Goku did it in three days. Yes, but then Korin knows how strong Master Roshi is. He knows all. Yeah, and it also took Roshi 50 years for the Kamehameha, and he learned it immediately. I'm not saying we all know Goku gets stronger at the end, but I'm saying now. Feels like he's hinting that Master Roshi was holding back. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, it's been 300 years. Obviously, 
maybe Goku is currently stronger than Master Roshi was when he climbed the tower, but he knows, you know, that Master Roshi has obviously seriously improved in the past 300 years. I was going to say, yeah, he, later in the show, he can, like, he knows about people he's never met before, so it's weird. Well, he, he has, can probably see it in the but he knows, water, like, right? He knows, like, there's, like, how powerful they are and stuff, so it's it's weird. He, he, uh, he just stands up there with his fucking, like, staff looking out, and he knows everything. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know, but this episode ends with Tao doing his cool pillar move, Katie, that you liked a lot. And he's oh, yeah. that made a lot of sense. He's riding his pillar as Goku's descending the tower into the end of episode sixty-two. What'd you think, Katie? I really like this one too. It made me like more than I already did. I thought he was like genuinely a good teacher. You know, he didn't just fight him and then oh somehow you're stronger. He tries to teach Goku something that he can apply to future fights which I think helped make it make more sense than just like, oh, because he climbed to the tower and he, you know, he did it a couple times and he's up really high. Now he's strong. He, he gained actual knowledge that he could then apply. So I felt like it helped it all seem a little bit more realistic that he did become a lot stronger, not just through like physical means. Are you saying he's a better teacher than Master Roshi? I am saying that. I think he's a much better teacher than Master Roshi. Not that Master Roshi doesn't do a fine job, uh, but Master Roshi, I feel like, at least so far, seemed to be more on like the physical side of things, where he would just make them do things, versus uh, Corrin actually trying to teach him to analyze his opponent better. Peter, what'd you think? Uh, it was a really good episode. Um... I was kind of shocked uh, that Tao killed that guy. <laughs> uh, especially since the guy knows how to make his outfit, so if he ever need another one, he can just go back to that guy, and that guy could probably whip it up pretty quick now. But now we didn't, he's going to have to go find a whole new tailor. We didn't talk about that guy said, when he's like, if he gave his outfit, he's like, I stayed up all last night to finish it. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, <laughs> he didn't care. Tao is such a dick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, it was it was a good episode. Classic Dragon Ball. Nixon. Yeah. Whatever they said. What the hell? Well, it's just like it was a good episode. I mean, I don't really have anything. They pretty much said everything that there's to say. I mean, the only thing I can add is like I like the fact that there's not filler, whereas in like every other show, and I feel like Dragon Ball is the one who did this to all the other anime out there. It'd be like. They would spend like two or three episodes of Goku not just keep fucking up. And then at the end, he's like, oh, I got to like follow his movements. It all makes sense. And then they'd spend another like two or three episodes before he like trained and like figured everything out. And I just like how streamlined it all is. Quite frankly, though, when did he come up with the tickle technique? We never saw corn tickle anybody. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. I feel like they didn't really apply the imitation thing that he was going for in that moment. It was it was a little odd how he ended up getting. We, we since he were <laughs> we since he were corn tickled Goku as he slept. 
I also wanted to see like his react if Phil like jumped off and like died. What would Corn's like reaction be? Like, just, oh shit! Just the blood splat at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's episode sixty-two. Let's move on. Episode sixty-three: The Return of Goku is what it's titled. Uh, episode aired in Japan May twentieth. Uh, 1987, U.S. November 6, 2002. Uh, we begin with Red. He's like watching Tao's like blip on the map, closing on Goku's blip. And Red holds up his hands in a victory or peace sign symbol here, Peter. Uh-huh. And he's doing it, and Black's looking at it, and he's like, "Huh?" And Black's like, "Oh yeah, I know." And he like touches fingers with him. <laughs> 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 and, and Fred looks at him. He's like, "What the fuck?" And then he's like, "Oh, you want to play rock paper scissors? I get it." And then Red's like, "No!" He's like, "You fucking idiot! I want a cigar." Uh, and yeah, so Red just calls him an idiot, and Black gets pissed off here, Peter. He is really mad. He is really mad to the to the point where he's like, uh, "We should probably send some people there." You know, he's like. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, we'll send some people, but it's like, I need you to give me my cigar. <laughs> so he keeps, like, General Black around just to, like, give him cigars. Uh, how often How often do you go over to people that are doing the, the peace or victory sign and touch fingers with them? That's how you, you do peace. You touch the two pieces. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's called that. Um, so, yeah, uh... We're back at the base of the tower. Oopa's looking up at it. How long? How much of the last like four days do you think he sat there at the bottom of the tower looking up? <laughs> long. Looks at anything. His neck is probably like. Well, I just thought like he has anything else to do. He just probably fishes and eats. That's it. We, we forgot last episode where he's like, "Was that Goku?" He's like, "No, it could have been. Whatever it was, it was moving too fast." Oh yeah, when he goes in the ground. Yeah, his neck's gonna be all fucked up here. Uh, just as he's looking up, mercenary towel arrives on his pillar, Katie. Ugh. And Upa tries to throw an axe at him, but like, Tao easily dodges it. Uh, Upa charges Tao, but is, <laughs> but his legs sweeped and then just choked Peter. <laughs> That's all he's doing. Yeah. I thought he was going to go for like a juggling combo here, <laughs> but he just grabs him by the throat. And he's like, where's the dragon balls? And Upa's a guy. He doesn't tell him. So, like, Tao's about to just murder him. So he, like, throws him full speed at the tower, Nixon. So I guess he was trying to, like, explode his head on the tower or something. Yeah. Uh, just as he's about to hit it, Goku rescues him with the Nimbus Cloud. And Tao's like, oh, you motherfucker. He's like, I've never fought anyone twice. And uh, He's actually excited for it. Yeah. And Goku's like telling Upa, he's like, I got much stronger. And then Goku looks down at Tao and his like, demeanor changes. And he jumps down and he's like super focused. And he's like, don't hurt my friends. And Tao's like, oh, he's like you little piece of shit. It's like, take me three seconds to kill you. And... He, like, charges Goku, but Goku's able to dodge now, Katie. And he's like, sends Tao flying with this, like, punch. Yeah, he's, like, suddenly a thousand times more powerful. It's Katie times three. Corn told us. Yeah, yeah, it is, he is impressively stronger. 
so he does the classic Dragon Ball thing. We're getting more of it now, Nixon, where we kick him up in the air and then we axe handle smash him back down to the ground. Yeah. It's getting more into that territory. So Goku hits a big axe handle smash and sends Tao like charging or falling into the ground and uh uh he falls up by like kicking Tao into the tower and like shatters part of it, Peter. It's weird. It's, uh, I don't know if it shattered. It, it breaks. It breaks part of it. Not like the whole all the way through, but it like cracks it. And uh, uh, he's like, "How?" He's like, "It's only been like three days. How are you so much stronger?" And uh, Goku's like, "Well, I climbed the tower." And Tao like knows of the sacred water legend. He's like, "Well, they're true." But he's like, "Oh, he's like, I'm still stronger." So he tries to attack Goku again, but all of his attacks are blocked. And there's one point where he throws a punch, Peter, and Goku blocks it with his knee. And then yeah. Tao goes, oh, my death, my death punch was blocked by your knee. And Goku's like, that's all I need. <laughs> he like, smacks his knee. I love that. His death punch. That's what he's, like, known for. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine blocking a, like, I don't know. I don't know. It would still hurt your knee. Can punch full force in the knee. I don't know, but uh, yeah, he's Goku's like way better than Tao at this moment. Um, he I lost my place. Hold on. Uh, he uh, Upa is like watching as Goku has the advantage, and they jump to the air again. Goku's hit by like Tao's kick, and it sends him flying towards the tower. But Goku, like, jumps off the tower using his momentum to, like, try to hit a flying headbutt. Katie, does he hit this flying headbutt? Um. I don't think so, because he hits a tree, doesn't he? Yeah, Tao dodges it, and Goku just goes head first through this giant fucking tree. And he gets up, and he's like, ow, that hurt. But we cut to Roshi's Island here, Katie, where we see... Krillin doing his push-ups with Roshi sitting on his back, and he's doing over 3,000. In this moment, actually, my first thought was, wow, Goku's going to be so much stronger than Krillin now. Already he was, of course, but like now way more so. So I was interested to see them like when they come back together, when Krillin sees how much stronger Goku has become. I don't know, Katie. Krillin's been doing like 3,000 push-ups every day. Yeah, but he's still nothing. He's trash compared to Goku. Uh, Bulma's... Oh, wow. Bulma's working on a device, Katie. And she says it's a scouting plane for Goku. And it'll look for him. And uh, it'll let them know what he's doing. And Roshi is, like, just staring at her tits this whole time, Katie. Yeah, that's cringe. He says she's filling out nicely. Ugh. And she smacks him. Calls him a perv. Uh, Launch is blue-haired at this point, and she doesn't understand why Bulma gets mad at that, Katie. And Bulma tries to blow up Roshi's spot by telling Launch what he's planning to do with the shrinking watch. And <laughs> Roshi distracts Bulma from finishing her sentence by going like, Oh, Goku's up there! Look at that Goku up there! <laughs> She's like, have you wondered why he's been like wanting you to take so many baths? And... <laughs> 
But Bulma looks like Bulma knew what he was going to do with it the whole time, even though she gave it to him. She is overly worried about Goku in these few episodes. Like, she's all, that's all she's doing is, like, worrying about Goku. Probably because she still feels bad about the fucking submarine shit she pulled. No, I mean, she loves him, obviously. She cares about him. Seems out of character. I think well, she's why is she all- even on the island? Because we haven't even addressed remember, that. Because remember, she asked Roshi to use a plane to get back, but he said he wouldn't let her unless she like. I don't remember what he wanted from her. He wanted something, and she didn't want to do it. So she's just living on the island. <laughs> now she can't. It's... He's basically doing the boat thing, where the implied the thing, and the implications, Nixon. It's the implications. Yeah. He's like, "Are you hurting no. these women?" He's like, "No, no." no. It's the implications. It's the implications. Yeah. <laughs> You're not gonna say no. It's like, what are they gonna just say no? Like, they're gonna have to swim back to shore. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, what do you think of that? I don't like it. <laughs> Why not? I don't like the implication. You don't like the implications? No, I don't. Why? Because it's all cringe. Let's move forward. <laughs> I, it's like, I just make sure one thing clear, Peter. You're not hurting these women. It's like, no, no, no. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're back to the fight. <laughs> and Goku is fucking Tao up. With, like, all sorts of kicks and punches, and at one point, he kicks uh, Tao up in the air, Peter, and then the midair, he axial smashes him back to the ground. He goes fucking straight into the ground. He's, like, sticking up out of the ground. Oh, yeah. And he gets up, and Katie, his new clothes are ruined. Once again, another outfit lost. And he's fucking pissed. He's like, another one! He's like, you ruined my clothes! And he shoots off what, Peter? Shoots off the Dodon ray or whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. And Katie had Dodon or Dodan. I say Dodon. Dodon. Ray. But who yeah. knows? Katie, what well, is Goku? Just... Oh, go ahead, Peter. Oh, you can ahead. finish it. Go ahead. He uh he shoots it and he's like he puts like everything into this one. Whereas like the last one, he put like one percent. This one, it looked like he was giving it his all. It was like as big as like a special beam can. Uh huh. Jumping ahead there. What's um, Goku do here? But Goku, uh, Goku blocks it. He blocks it with, he holds out his two hands and fucking, like, endures the blast. Yep. Um, which, then at the end, it looks like his fucking hands are, like, bright red. I thought they were, like, bleeding. He says, like, they're, like, slightly, like, burned. But, yeah, Goku just stopped out his bare hands, Katie. I mean, I'm impressed. Not gonna lie. And he even goes, that dude already can't hurt me anymore. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so Tal, Peter, what's his plan B here? Um, is this when he pulls out his sword? Uh, the capsule. Yep, he has yeah. a sword that whenever he swings, it makes like it makes video a... game noises. Yeah, it's like sing, sing. It's like, <laughs> a, it's like an energy sword when he swings it. Yeah. Uh, Goku like dodges a bunch of these like slashes, but they do. They do the anime thing where it cut like the corner of his hair. Did you notice that? Uh, I did not notice. You know, like the spiky parts on the side of his hair, it cut like part of two of those things off. Oh shit! As he was dodging, um, Upa jumps down off the Nimbus cloud and he runs his TP and he throws Goku's power pole. Using his power pole, Nixon, 
Goku's just able to shatter this fucking sword. I'm not surprised considering it withstands lava. But then, like, he, like, he doesn't, like, take care of it well after this, where he just goes, he just chucks it behind him. <laughs> the power pole. He's like, I don't need this anymore. And he's like, we'll okay. sell this with our fists. Yeah, he's like, I'm not going to use a weapon. Uh, so Tao's like, why do you want the Dragon Ball so bad? And Goku is like telling him why, and then uh, Tao gets like starts thinking in his head, and he's like, he's like, if the water made Goku stronger, then I should climb the tower as well. So he Tao give a shit about the Dragon Ball at all. No. So Tao throws a rock, and it looks like it's going for Goku, Katie, but Goku dodges it. But then, who was it actually going for? Who's going for little Oopa, who uh -huh. then who has, to, has to dive in and, and get him out of the way so he doesn't get hit by it. Yeah. I got something to add. Was it in this point or was it in the beginning where Taos is like a dick and he calls he calls Oopa a savage? I think it was the beginning when he's before Goku showed up. <laughs> he's such an asshole. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so while they're distracted, Tao starts his ascent to the tower. But instead of just running up it, he stops for a second to gloat. He's like hanging off it. He's like, ha ha! <laughs> he's like doing the villain thing. And Goku and Upa are just going to wait, Nixon, for Tao to go up there and come back down. Yeah, Goku's very, like, cocky. Yeah, so Katie steps it in with Tao just doing, like, a Naruto run of it. Yeah, that was kind of absurd. Especially because I mean, Goku wasn't able to run up it like that. Mm, yeah. He could have if he wanted to. I don't know. He still climbed it kind of like a little monkey, when That's even when he went is. up really fast. He's the monkey king. But I'm saying, like, it seemed like, even though Goku had just proved that he was much stronger than Tao, the way Tao was able to, like, speedily, like, the first time run up it like that made it seem like he was a lot stronger. This is a guy who rides pillars, like, yeah. millions of miles through the air. <laughs> I think he knows more tricks than Goku, though. He surfs a, He's also been around a lot longer. Um, Nixon overall, what'd you think? Uh, I liked it despite, uh, well, despite stuff that we'll find out next episode. Okay. Katie, there what'd you go. think? I liked it a lot. I, I enjoyed seeing Goku winning. I, I just really enjoyed seeing him applying the knowledge he gained and being successful and seeing like actual growth in his abilities. Um, Obviously, it was cool to see him succeeding against a villain who we have seen previously to be really, really strong. Uh, so I think it made it more enjoyable to then see Goku winning instead of him being way stronger than this guy from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Peter? Um, this was a good episode, just like the other two. The other? Uh, Go ahead. What are you saying? I don't think I really have anything. To... I like the Master Roshi stuff. Bulma, Bulma fucking called out Master Roshi shenanigans with that watch. How'd she get it back? That's what I was wondering. Hmm. Hmm. She probably caught him spying on her. 
Katie, she's, there's no way he would give that back willingly. She's filling out nicely. <laughs> <laughs> it's Apparently, so Bulma's like meaner than Launch because she's Blonde? forced her to do the stupid whatever the aerobics with them. Well, Launch is like last time she woke up. Remember, she was not as bad before the diamond thing. Mm. When she was like, "Why do I hang out here all the time?" And he tried to massage her tits or whatever. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> she yeah, was. Okay. He's like super massage. strong. So. He yeah. has. She. I don't think she knows master, the true power of Master Roshi. Like Master Roshi could like snap her neck in an instant if he wanted to, but that was it. He wanted. It's the implication. <laughs> yeah, it's the implication, Katie. He's like, I could snap your neck like a fucking twig, but I won't. Yeah, but he wins. <laughs> The implication, Katie, you get it. He's a bad person, but sort of a <laughs> person, but mostly a bad person. Why is he a bad person? We don't have to answer, Peter. We know why he's a bad person. He's. And I like how we just keep doing this run-on joke with always sunny. You're Dennis Nixon. Yeah, you're fucking. You're Dennis. not Dennis. You're, you're fucking. Nobody on that show. You're a fucking sex pest. That's how he got Katie. He's like, what's the implication? What's the implication? The blackmail. Episode 64, titled The Last of Mercenary Tao. What do you think this episode's about, guys? <laughs> uh, aired in Japan, May 27th, 1987. Aired in the US, November 7th, 2002. Tao running up this fucking tower. Um... He's pissed off at all the artwork. He's like, if they had time to make this fucking artwork all the way up here, they could have built in fucking stairs. Um, He's real snarky. Yeah. Goku's using his spare time to eat Katie. That's probably good. Upa's like, he must have some sort of secret way to beat Tao, because he's not sweating this shit at all. While, like, Upa's, like, freaking the fuck out. And Goku's like, well, I'm gonna take a nap. And Upa's like, well, uh, I guess he's relaxed. And... Uh, Upa's just sitting there while they're in the, the tent, and he's like puzzled how Goku's not worried. And Goku's asleep, and he's just laughing in his sleep. And he's basically dreaming about Bulma's pussy? What is. <laughs> All the scenes with Bulma here is about her vagina here, Katie. Yeah, that was really weird and off putting. And that. I just want to erase that moment from the episode. He's dreaming of her. Vijayjay here. Of her underwear. No, he's he like everything. <laughs> he remembers her showing it to Roshi. He remembers yeah. laying on it. He remembers looking at it. <laughs> it's just... He's a thirteen-year-old boy now. <laughs> yeah, but I I will argue. I do not think it was in his mind. I do not think it was sexual. I think it was. Like a curiosity thing as a boy, a young boy who doesn't really know what he's looking at. And, you know, he's not familiar with women or, you know, I, I think that it was mostly just his curious mind and not anything that was supposed to be sexual. In his too. dream? Why is he dreaming about it? Why is it a montage of this? <laughs> I, feel, I feel like he had to have a change of pants when he woke up. <laughs> It's like this is his first wet dream, Katie. I know. I don't think so because he's like weirdly <laughs> laughing. You and see, he's like underwear. <laughs> you see, Upa in the morning, like watching Goku's pants in the creek. 
<laughs> what? Katie, I don't know. He's this is totally I don't think it was supposed to be. I think that it was the writers wanted it to be sexual and funny or whatever to the audience, even though it was just creepy. But I think realistically, based on Goku and the knowledge that he has and the experience with women that he doesn't have, I don't think he's even familiar with the concept of sex. And I think it was just him reliving an experience that he found odd and he was curious about and he doesn't fully understand. I feel like when he does figure out what sex is, he would be like, he would ha probably have like an insatiable appetite the same way he eats food. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. That's all I can think about. It's oh. like, when <laughs> he just what, go around. See, Katie Nixon's dreaming of Goku fucking. That's what he's dreaming about. I'm just saying, like, what he just. <laughs> hopefully, it's not, hopefully it's not kid Goku, Nixon. Come on. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, he. <laughs> How he can't even control his regular appetite. What happens when he starts having sex? How can he control that? Mm. We'll have to find out. Uh, yeah. So Goku here wants a piece of Bulma or something. Uh, we see Roshi reading, and we get a little subtitle on the U.S. version. It comes up that says he's reading mystical oriental uh, philosophy. Uh, and Bulma comes out and she's like, I fixed the radar. Or I, I built a new radar. And he like, slams his bookshot really fast like he's embarrassed. And uh, she's like, well, let's have a look at it. And she comes over and he just stares at her tits, Katie, not the radar. Yeah, that was cringe. Uh, Bulma freaks out at that and she clicks the radar and it makes this really loud fucking noise. That, like, causes Roshi to freak out and drop his book. And, like, there's pictures that are inside the book that fall out. And Bulma looks at him. And Katie, they're just girls and, and like, lingerie and stuff. And uh, he uses the Playboy excuse where he's like, I, read, I get it for the articles. <laughs> That's what he says. Uh, she wonders how he's not worried about his prized pupil. And then she's like, "Why the radar isn't working? Because the Red Ribbon Army, or the Red Ribbon, the radar's not working because someone's jamming it." And then we see that the Red Ribbon Army is jamming their signal, Peter. But to do that, they also have to jam their own signal. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so he's like, "This isn't better at all." Uh, we get um, Tao. He makes it to the top, and he's super unimpressed by the decor. And he looks in the same pots that Goku did, and instead he sees all of his victims he's killed, <laughs> including Blue and, and Bora and some other people we haven't seen. Uh, Corrin comes out and he's like, it's worse to people that are evil or whatever. And fucking Tao immediately just gets Corrin uh, and chokes him. Yeah, he grabs him by the neck. And he's like, tell me where the water is. Uh, and Corn like, basically saves himself by saying, can't be used without me. So Tao lets him go. And Corn's like, I'll give you the water, but you have to be kneeling towards the wall because no one can see me draw the water. It's like, that's just how it is. <laughs> yeah. And Tao does it, but he's like, you better give me the real stuff or it's uh, meow filet for dinner. What did you think of that joke? 
No, it was flaming. Oh, flaming meow. There you go, flaming meow. What'd you think of that joke? It was a pretty good joke. Corn um, just fills up a cup with that water in the in the jar, and then he picks out a booger and puts it in it. Katie. <laughs> He like coughs in there too. He's such an asshole. And then when Tao was like sitting at the wall, he was like he was like cross legged. He's like, I told you you have to be on your knees. And he gives this booger water to Tao. And Tao doesn't drink it because he's like, I need to see how strong I am now before to make sure I'm stronger after I drink it. So he shoots a dote on Ray at this column. And doesn't even leave a mark. And he goes, that's a strong column. Corn's <laughs> like, it's made of sacred stone. Nothing stronger than that. It's the strongest stone. Uh, Tao then like, is about to drink the water when Corn and Tao see a reflection of Upa praying at the base of it. So basically I take it that when you pray to the Corn, he gets a, the vision in the water. Um... So yeah, Tao, uh, Upa is like praying at the base, and Tao's like, oh, he's in perfect position. He's like, if this water doesn't work, I'll just drop this pot on Upa's head from up here. And Korn goes, Korn goes, that's a pretty weird and disgusting idea, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you think of that, Nixon? Uh, yeah, it is pretty fucked up. He's yeah. just like, you know what would be cool? It's like, if I drop this fucking pot like, on him and smash him in his, like, pieces. It's like the coin off the Empire State Building thing. Uh, what doesn't really make sense, though, is that, like, why would he assume that this creature or god or whatever would give a shit about anybody outside of the tower? Um, don't know. Maybe he thinks a god has Most to be good. Most people do. Uh, so he drinks this water, Katie, the booger water, mm. and he shoots another dot on Ray, which is fucking huge this time, Peter. His glass is huge, and he's able to crack it, but he's not satisfied, and he picks up the pot. He's like, I'm going to drop it. He's like, I'm going to do it. And Korn's like, settle down. He's like, he tells him the secret of the sacred water, and he tells him it's all about climbing yeah, that's how you get stronger. And he's like, that's not good enough. And he's going to drop it anyway. So Corrin makes the column break with like his powers. And he's like, see, it, it did. You were stronger. It just took a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so Tal's satisfied now. And he's about to descend back down to fight Goku. And Corrin's like, here, ride my cloud. And he summons what, Peter? He sounds like an evil Nimbus. Yeah, it's a black Nimbus cloud. He is... Yeah, we've never seen black Nimbus. So, yeah, Katie, he gives him a black Nimbus cloud. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I knew what he was planning. As soon as this was summoned, I knew what was coming. Uh, we cut back to Bulma, who's working on the radar, and Roshi's like, Goku will be fine, you're worrying too much. She goes, well, in my heart, I feel that he's in danger. Where she's like, oh, I'll check your heart for you. And then he just looks at her tits again. <laughs> I had to make sure to put all those moments in here, Katie, in these notes. I know, because you know how much I love them and appreciate them. Um, Seems like Peter's the one who likes them the most. She Every time you talk about Roshi, he laughs subtly in the background. She's my favorite. She slaps him again. He's so sly. <laughs> He's not forward at all. <laughs> um, 
Goku wakes up refreshed and freshly filled cum pants Katie from his wet dream. <laughs> Uh, he tells he Upa. Up, he's like, you know, as I'm starting to see what Master Roshi talked about. <laughs> I get it now. This final lesson. Uh, <laughs> the implication. That's his final le- lesson, Peter. Yeah, okay. uh, he tells Upa about the water. How it's just tap water. And I, just, I don't like how, I don't, I think it's funny how Upa knows what tap water is, even though he just lives out here in the forest. He's like, tap water? He didn't know what airplanes were before. No, no. He thought they were birds, but he knows what tap water is. Yeah. Uh, we see Tao riding this fucking black nimbus cloud to the ground. He's fucking booking it, Peter. He also rides it way cooler than Goku rides it. He rides it like the pillar. He stands up on it. Yep. Uh, he's like, in his mind, he's like, why did the cat help me? He's like, he seemed not to like me. And Pew choked him. Yeah. And we see Corin, and he's like, I did it. He's like, basically explaining it to himself. He's like, I did it so he wouldn't get stronger climbing back down. Uh, just then, Corin, like, like, this should be good. And he, like, basically makes uh, Tao fall through the cloud, which causes him to, like, crash to the ground. And Tao's, like, super pissed. He's like, God damn that fucking cat. And he gets up to fight Goku, and Goku's like, uh, actually gets beat up this time, Peter. He's getting his ass whipped yeah, for a while. He falls, and then Goku's like, yeah, you look kind of tired. You want to rest first? And he's like, no, I don't want to rest first. Yeah, well, he does. Then, before this, hold on. Tao, while he's beating him up. Oh, no, never mind. You're good. Go ahead and see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. And then Tao's also pissed. He's like, after I'm done here, I think he says something. He's going to go up and beat that cat's ass. <laughs> and then... Uh, Goku offers him the rest, which he's like turns it down, mm-hmm. and then he, uh, him and Goku start fighting again. Hold the first and... move, Peter, or the last oh, move. Man. It's the last move. Go ahead, keep going. I'm thinking he just starts. He just starts whooping up on Goku. Yes, but then he does. He fucking kicks him high in the air, Goku, and the, or Tao kicks Goku high in the air, Nixon, and then what's he do in the air? Uh. Axial smash and back down to the ground. Yeah. We're in full Axial smash Dragon Ball now. That's their number one technique, Peter. Uh, they, they use it quite a bit. But then Tao puts a little spin on it, Peter. And how does he follow up his Axial smash? Is this where he does the world's like longest knee like, drop? <laughs> yeah. He dives like skydives down into a knee drop and fucking Goku's freaking. The, the Indian, the Indian guys move from the world tournament, except instead of like doing this cross, <laughs> this cross chop, it's his knee. Yeah, he just knees him in the fucking ribs. The uh, next part doesn't make sense. Um. Oh, or I don't know. Goku's like seems defeated after that, and Corn's like worried. Which part are you talking about when he gets up? Yeah, I'm talking about when he gets up. He's like, wow, he's like, you're almost as strong as me. It's just a classic Goku thing where he's like judging their abilities by letting them do it to him. He lets himself get like shit on and then And then he's fine. Uh so yeah, he's he doesn't even have any cuts on him, Katie. He's perfectly fine. Yeah, but it was still a little bit much for him to like I don't know, it was a little strange that he just sort of like let all that happen. Tao's in, like, super disbelief. He can't believe it. And 
Goku's like, I've been studying you while we've been fighting. And he begins to fuck Tao up here, Nixon, like we've never seen Goku do before. Like, he basically gets him in a full mount and just beating his face in. Yeah, he's just really laying it on. Yeah. This is a Goku who's, like, killing people left and right, and now he's, like, <laughs> now he's, like, picking apart his enemy like they're playthings. He's like soon to like start be breaking their legs and shit. Like he's just like well, he already killed them. like what's his face yellow. He like kicked him on that fucking airplane. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> he hit killed. Uh, he killed the Russian guy in the white. wherever. Yeah, white. No, that's I think no, Android did that. Blue. Oh no, he did kill. He killed. Uh, yeah, he did kill that guy with the grenade or whatever. Remember who was the guy he killed? And that was working with the scientist. Oh, Murasaki. Remember him? Yeah, he doesn't give oh, a shit yeah. anymore. This is not the Goku from Z. This is a bloodthirsty <laughs> Goku. He hits Tao so hard at one point, Tao's like on spaghetti legs. Like, he can't stand up right. He's stumbling. He's like, he's like spinning around. And... <laughs> yeah, he's completely rocked. He can't uh, get his feet with under him. And uh, Goku's like, well, he's like, you should quit now. And Tao's like thinking, he's like, I gotta find a way to get out of this. He's like, I couldn't look myself in the mirror if I gave up to the child. But then he immediately surrenders to Goku after that, Peter. And he asks for forgiveness. And Goku's like, well, shit. He's like, I guess we can forgive you. He's like, Upa, you good with this shit, man? Upa, he's like, Upa, should we forgive this guy? Upa's like, fuck no, he killed my dad. Upa does. Upa's like, looks pissed when he looks back. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, no, we're not gonna forgive him. But they decide to let him go. And Tao's like, how's this for an apology? And he throws a fucking grenade. You know, if he didn't fucking, like, uh, what, do they, what do they call it? If he didn't, like, telegraph his attack there, he, like, starts laughing. Yeah. Uh, he jumps into the air to escape the blast as he's laughing about it. And Goku springs into action and he fucking kicks the grenade back towards Mercenary Tao. And it blows up and completely incinerates him. <laughs> It's like the strongest grenade I've ever seen. There's nothing left. It's that's like our first like classic end of like an arc villain getting disintegrated moment. Even has yeah, even has like the like side face where he like yeah, he like fades away as he's like ah, he fades into the light. Yeah, yeah, he's okay. He's disintegrated. Now's <laughs> fucking dead. Is he really dead, though? For the most part, he's dead. Uh, we see that, like... We, one other funny thing is we see, like, they're looking up at the, the like, blast beater where there's smoke coming out, and it's starting to clear, and they see no one's in the smoke anymore. And Goku and Upers are going, like, fuck yeah! And they're, like, clapping and hanging out, like, celebrating, like, yeah, we murdered that guy! He's dead, yeah. Uh, yeah, so... That's a pretty bad way to go. Um, Black... Informs Red that Tao's tracking trip has been destroyed, and he's like, I don't, it could be anything that happened to it. Um, Bulma finishes her new and improved radar, which can't be jammed, and Roshi wants to celebrate in a hot tub, Katie. And she says, Sure. And he's like, Oh, fuck yeah. And then she slaps him. <laughs> um, Goku uses his radar, which does not work still, because it's just, this his is still being jammed, right? If you think about it, because they're jamming the old signal or whatever. 
Well, that's the. They must have stopped though, because they could see on the screen, like yeah. uh, General Tao's thing was gone or whatever. True. You heard Nixon said it. Uh uh Implication. Would you say Nixon? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> that's the implication. <laughs> uh, he's like sees on the radar that. There's his Dragon Ball, and then not too far away, there's the rest of the Dragon Balls. And he's like, oh, they think that must be where the Red Ribbon Army's headquarters is. Goku's getting smarter here. He's, like, putting things together faster, and he's like, he's like, Upo, he's like, you wait here? He's like, I'm gonna go make a quick trip to Red Ribbon Army, kill all those fools, and I'll be back, and we'll wish your dad back to life. And we end the episode with Goku speeding off on the Nimbus. Heading towards Red Ribbon Army's headquarters. Nixon, what'd you think? Uh, classic Dragon Ball episode. Remember it from a child. How do you rank Tal's death? And all the deaths of Dragon Ball? That we've seen so far. Uh, most enjoyable. What? His was the most enjoyable death. Mm, because yeah. it's, it's like classic Dragon Ball death. And also, he's such an asshole. It's like, fuck this guy. That grenade's deadly. It looked like a normal grenade. Like one of those foreign ones. But then it just explodes like a bomb. Uh, anything else you want to say, Nixon? Uh, nope, that's it for me. Peter? It's uh, a pretty good episode. Uh, I like the... Uh conclusion to to Tao here the most powerful guy that we've had so far mm-hmm. um what was i gonna say black nimbus shout out to black nimbus i have black nimbus friends <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't think we've ever do we ever see black nimbus again no Let's see remember that time that silver blew up goku's nimbus cloud the rocket launcher yeah <laughs> that was pretty cool <laughs> that that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, that frag grenade was like the most powerful grenade I think we've ever seen. Mm. It doesn't. Uh, Go- Go ahead. Uh, Goku. Uh, Nixon said that he he doesn't seem like the Z self. I was getting like mad Dragon Ball Z vibes from this Goku. Yeah, he he's forming into what we see for the majority of Z. When he when he like saves a, uh, what is his name? Uh, Upa. When he says Upa and gets off the Nimbus, he's like, he's like, I'm not gonna let you like hurt people anymore." And I'm like, "This is this is like Dragon Ball Z." No, no and he's doing and he's doing the cocky thing where he's like, "I gotta see how strong they are instead of just whipping their ass." Yeah, yeah but he's Dragon Ball Z. It's not. There's like beats of it there, but it's also like he at this point he could go either way. He could either be like a hero or he could be a mass fucking murderer. Well, that's what Goku is. That's why it's important that Master Roshi taught him of the implication. The implication. Yeah, I was getting mad, but whenever he got off that Nimbus, I was getting like, that's like when he got back from uh, training later on. You, you know, <laughs> you've seen Z. Yeah. Uh, and he saves what's his face with the thing. He was just like, this, this is <laughs> our Goku right here. <laughs> that's not my Goku, says Nixon. Yeah, because of the implication. Shut up. Katie, what'd you think? Uh, 
I really liked it. I thought it was uh, a really good fight. Um, I didn't love Goku allowing himself to get the shit kicked out of him for the beginning. To me, that didn't make a ton of sense. I thought it would have made a little bit more sense if he, like, allowed him to, like, maybe get some hits in, but, like, just blocked them and didn't fight back or something. I felt like that would have been a little bit more... You're in for a ride, Katie. (laughs) It was just kind of weird, but I still thought it was satisfying. I enjoyed, obviously, seeing Goku succeed against a villain that, that has been shown to be... The, the strongest one that we've seen so far. Um, I didn't find his death super satisfying, though, because he didn't, like... It wasn't, like, a confirmed kill death. Like, yeah, it was a massive explosion, so you could assume, like, yeah, nobody could live through that. But but because it was one of those where it's, like, it's not like you see his dead body on the ground. You don't know for sure that yeah. he's dead. Katie, so, most, of, that, Katie. most of the time when you see them do that, the when they stop the frame, the side face, and it's, that, it's the scratchy like them being like screaming as they're like getting erased. That's usually they're dead, but yeah, yeah. But you guys did say, I think in the last episode, you made some comment to me like it's almost like he's an important character, like, like as if he comes back. Oh, well, he's so, he's important, like, he's a really popular character, like, he's probably like the second most like popular villain from this show. No. Yes, he is behind the one. I won't say who's coming up behind oh, Dragon Ball. No, yeah, you mean I'm, Dragon Ball. Yeah, I'm talking Dragon Ball, yeah. not the whole series. Yeah. Well, I because of those comments and because I didn't like see confirmed kill body on the ground, I did have to wonder if maybe he was actually still alive. Katie wanted but... Goku to go pick up his dog tags. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted confirmed kill, you know. But I mean, it was good though. I, I still enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I really liked seeing Goku win uh, and be, you know, ha- to, to have grown so much and, and just be truly the stronger one. Um, so I really liked it. Remember that time you stuck a pole up Ninja Murasaki's ass? I, I've wiped that from my memory. That was cool. That's probably the evilest thing Goku's done. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty bad. This Dixon. guy is what everything that Ninja guy should have been. Ninja Murasaki, he had the confidence, but not the ability. <laughs> he couldn't back it up. He wrote, he wrote checks that his mouth couldn't catch, or he wrote checks in his mouth that his ass couldn't catch. Uh, yeah. So episodes sixty-five through sixty-eight are episodes next week. Uh, sixty-five, sixty-six, sixty-seven are the last of the Red Ribbon Army. Nixon. We're almost done with Dragon Ball. Uh, we're still like. 10 episodes short of being halfway. Yeah, but the last part's like filler, so. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, we're making our way through it. This is definitely the the slowest part of the show that we're ending in. Katie, overall, we, we're, it's not over yet, but overall, what have, you, what have you thought of the Red Ribbon Army saga? Do you think Nixon's, like, bellyaching about it before we even got to it was warranted? Uh. I didn't find it that unlikable. Obviously, I don't know what the rest of the show is like. There were some episodes that I really disliked, and there were some episodes that I liked. Um, but honestly, I disliked those, like, the weird Penguin Island episodes way more <laughs> than I disliked any single one of the Red Ribbon Army episodes. That's so far Red Ribbon Army, Katie. Yeah, but, like, 
There's like three it wasn't, episodes. It wasn't really focused on the Red Ribbon Army. You know, the ones that were actually focused on the Red Ribbon Army, I didn't find them that unlikable. There were certain episodes, like with the Arnold Schwarzenegger episode or whatever. The, what's he called again? Metallotron. There were those, some of those. I'm like, yeah, this is kind of stupid. You know, I don't, I don't really care about this. But I really liked General Blue. I, I thought he was a cool villain. You know, for the oh, most part, I haven't, I haven't disliked. He was cool. Uh, this saga particularly he went out with a tongue yeah no i didn't like how he went out but i did like him as a character i thought he was a good villain i i enjoyed him so i i don't think that they're uh i don't think that i dreaded watching these because of the red ribbon army at all um and i didn't find it to be significantly worse than the beginning of the show either it's it's just like you'll understand once you like look back on it like as a whole and you get used to the other show you're gonna like oh well there's like these great moments that you're running into but then it gets bogged down by all this other like stupid stuff that's not interesting that's not fun it's like right now it's just a fresh adventure for you so you're experiencing it all as like this what's gonna happen next it's like kind of a wild ride where it's like i think me and taylor i don't know about peter have like these these kind of highs that we measure to the rest of Dragon Ball the franchise and it's it just it's really just really bogged down when you look back at it the next I guess they would count them as two the next two arcs Katie are like the best of the whole show how many more arcs are there if we're halfway through? Uh, it depends on how they count it. They count like every 20, but if you're counting it, there's... Oh, actually, there's three more. There's three more big ones. And that's it. There's two more tournaments, and then a non-tournament one. Are we getting close to a tournament? Yes. yes. Very close. I'm looking forward to seeing a tournament, just with how much I feel like Goku has grown... From the last tournament we watched, I'm excited to see because at this point, I almost feel like you'd you'd really be hard pressed to beat him. I mean, obviously, as the show goes on, I'm sure there always is going to be somebody who's like this crazy powerful villain to him. But seeing how much he's improved, and considering like that in the last one, Master Roshi was the only true like competitor for him. Master Roshi, um, you mean Jackie Chan? Yeah, Jackie Chan was the only true competitor for him. I'm curious to see. I'm assuming Master Roshi's not going to join every single tournament. I guess I could be wrong. But I'm curious to see, again, if he does join to try to go against Goku one more time, or if Goku's just going to be up against a bunch of strangers and will possibly just totally annihilate them, or how that's going to go. It's all in a montage. One episode. Whole tournament. (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. And then 67 is the start of the new arc. I won't say what it is yet. Uh, but we got a little bit of a glimpse, Katie, if you remember, what he saw his future in the jar. Oh, yeah. The future that I I didn't understand yet, but will. Yes. You will understand next week. Uh, yeah. That's the end of this week's episode. Katie, plug your stuff. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Katie Gotsky. That's K-A-T-E-Y-G-A-C-K-E. I do a lot of art and stuff. And you can also follow me on Twitch at Cursed Katie. Did you draw that picture of Splinter yet? 
Uh, no. As soon as somebody sends me a lot of money, I'll draw that picture. What is a lot of money? She drew what? that Kraken guy. Kraken? Kraken. Yeah. He's a Twitch streamer. I draw a lot of Twitch streamers. I like Twitch streamers. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, for that drawing of Splinter, I'm probably charging at least 200 bucks. All right. 200? At least. It's about, it's about the exposure. No, we're not doing exposure in this house. Lexa does. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, Peter, what's your Twitch channel? Uh, you can find me at Super Big Peter uh -huh. on and uh, on Twitch. Is that all? Is that all one word? Super Big Peter. Super Big Peter. It's one word. It's super big, and then the word Peter. Hmm. Can you put Can you put that in a sentence for me? The word Peter. You can go to superbigpeter.com if you really want to get your fill of, of all oh, things Super God. Big Peter. That's, made a website. That's nefarious. It probably just was just linked to your Twitch. Yeah, I forgot where it was. <laughs> yeah, that's what mine does. It goes to his like fleshlight affiliate link. I told him he should remember I told him he should make a fleshlight of his mouth, like get a mold and then give it to you what? for Christmas. <laughs> oh my, my god. <laughs> Not fucking my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> too, that would be a good Christmas present, Katie, right? No. Why? I really throw that in the fucking garbage. Why would that not be a good Christmas present? Nobody has an answer. Because it's obvious why it's not a good Let's present. Let's just end here. Yeah. <laughs> You'd open it up, you're like, is that Peter's mouth? <laughs> I love that mouth anywhere. You like, throw it away. I recognize that mouth anywhere. <laughs> oh my god, that's you should look into that, Peter. That'd be cool. <laughs> yes, then Nixon. Do you have anything to plug? No. <laughs> Not anymore. I'm just. I just. I'm here. <laughs> You're doing what? I said I'm just here. I know. I just exist. <laughs> That's it. Is that not enough? Like a ghost. Sometimes I stream, but I don't yeah. really give a fuck. You're you're a ghost. Yeah. Would you? Anyway, we're done. What ghost would he be like in the Casper universe, Peter? Would he be one of the three, or would he be Casper? He'd be like one of those cousins that. <laughs> yeah. The ones that are like New Yorkers. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's the end. Nixon's uh, committing to a two year long Casper podcast. Nope. Uh, and our logo, Katie, for exposure, I need you to redraw that cool ghost we found that one time that we showed you. I don't think so. Do you remember that ghost? No. Mm. We'll, we'll get it to you. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, that's it. Say bye. Bye. Bye.